celebrate with great joy this Feast of the Ascension. <clears throat> but of course, we remember that there are families grieving the loss of children and loved ones in Uvalde, Texas, right now, as we confront uh, the evil of another mass school shooting. There's really no other word for such an event but evil to describe what happened uh, last week. And the causes are many and will be continue to be debated and unfortunately it's not unlikely that such tragedies will occur again in the future. It may be difficult to know what to do in the face of such evil but I want to speak a little bit about uh, a repeated theme in the readings of today's Mass with the, uh, which is about a promise. St. Luke, as we know, is the author of both the Gospel and the Book of Acts that we've read from today. And in Acts, Luke tells Theophilus that he is picking up from where he left off at the end of what he calls his first book, which of course is his Gospel. If we were to read the readings in their chronological order, we would read the Gospel and then Acts. But as we know, you know the, the, the readings in the lectionary are arranged such that the first and second readings prepare us for, um, for, for the Gospel itself. In his Gospel, Luke quotes Jesus, giving a short resume of his life's purpose, that the Christ should suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all the nations. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, and you will be clothed with power from on high. So that promise and his clothing with power which should remind us of the Annunciation when the Archangel Gabriel revealed to Mary that the power of the Most High would overshadow her so that she could conceive in her womb the Son of God. In the book of Acts, Luke has Jesus telling the apostles to stay in Jerusalem to wait for, once again, the promise of the Father. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit and that while times and seasons might not be made known to them, you, he says to the apostles, will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. Once again, this promise and this uh, clothing with power. What the apostles did after the ascension is what we should be doing maybe in these days between now and Pentecost. If we just read on a little bit from that account of Acts that we read today, we find that as they returned to Jerusalem and went to the upper room, they devoted themselves to prayer, together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brethren. And maybe that's what we should do, enter into a prayerful spirit um, these days before Pentecost, praying for an increase in this power from on high that was given us in baptism and was strengthened in confirmation so that we can be truly Christ's witnesses to the ends of the earth, which if you think about it is quite an awesome uh, task to be entrusted with. We might think just, well, I've got my family and I've got my friends. Well, no, it's to the ends of the earth that we, are, as a church, are called to be witnesses, to be Christ's witnesses. You know, how often in our prayers do we say, for example, you know, at the Angelus or in the Rosary, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ, or even prayers to other saints, 
might conclude this might have the same thing pray for us our holy saint joseph our holy joseph that uh, we may be made worthy of the promises of christ we're praying that we might be made worthy of this promise of christ you know when jesus talks about prayer he says if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will the heavenly father give the holy spirit to those who ask him the holy spirit is the promised gift of the Father. And so often we pray for things which might be good in themselves. We can pray for health, we can pray for success in school or in in our careers. Uh, We can pray for all kinds of good things. And God may or may not grant those, you know, those things, may not answer such prayers according as to whether what we are asking for is for our good or for, for, or for the good of the person for whom we are praying, or whether it's for, for God's glory, or whether it's good at that time, or maybe not at that time, or maybe never at all. But prayer for the Holy Spirit is never denied. Our Father in Heaven will never deny us the gift of the Holy Spirit if that is what we pray for. That's what our Lord really wants us to pray for. And in these days between now and Pentecost, we could pray for each or maybe for one of the gifts or some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we think particularly we could, we could really benefit from or we, we find ourselves lacking in. Those gifts which are wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety or fear of the Lord. The seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. Or we could pray for some spiritual good that we think we need some healing from a deep inner woundedness that we're aware of, or freedom from sinful habits, things that we're struggling against. We can ask the Holy Spirit you know, to, 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 to help us in that area. Maybe we struggle with accepting forgiveness, accepting forgiveness from God, accepting forgiveness for, for others, from others. Maybe we struggle with offering forgiveness to others. Maybe we... Uh, we're afraid. Maybe we, we could pray for that freedom from, from fear. Last week we uh, kept the feast of St. Augustine of Canterbury, who was sent by Pope St. Gregory the Great to England in the 6th century, the end of the 6th century, 597 he went there. And as he and his 40 monks were on their way from Rome to England, probably around you know, when they were getting into in, the area of France, they, they suddenly got afraid. Maybe, you know, afraid of what those bar- barbarian English would, would, would do to them, how they would receive this, this gospel. And so they sent a message back to Pope St. Gregory, you know, can we come back? Can we, go, can we return home to Rome, to our nice little monastery on the Chalian Hill there in Rome, at the monastery of St. Andrew? And Pope St. Gregory wrote back to them and said, no, no, you've got to go. <laughs> you've got to continue. Go to England. And whilst they did suffer a little bit of hardship in France, when they got to England, their, their mission was amazingly successful. St. Augustine was able to establish the hierarchy of the church and win many, many souls, beginning, beginning with the King of Kent, King Ethelbert, um, and, uh, and baptizing apparently 10,000 people in a, in a river in York on Christmas Day. It must have been quite cold. But you see, that was the, that was the success of their work in spite of the fear with which they, they, they approached it. And sometimes we can be paralyzed by fear and we need that 
encouragement, that the Holy Spirit to, to give us the strength, the fortitude, know to continue with whatever it is that the Lord is asking us to do. Perhaps we lack some of the fruits, those fruits which are charity, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, generosity, gentleness, faithfulness, modesty, self-control, uh, chastity, those 12 fruits are, are of the Holy Spirit. And although the Feast of the Ascension is obviously about our Lord ascending not only in his divinity but in his humanity, taking our humanity and enthroning really us there with him uh, in heaven, the, 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 the readings today seem to point towards this promise of the Spirit. Yes, our Lord is going, but what he wants us to do is, is to be ready to receive this promise of the Father, which is his Holy Spirit. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says that the gifts of the Holy Spirit sustain the moral life. That is, that they enable us to live lives free from sin and to be always docile in following the promptings of the Holy Spirit. In other words, directing our thoughts, words, actions always towards the good. That's what the moral life is. It's our behavior. You know, what is good, good behavior, what is bad behavior, what is pleasing to God, what is sinful. Uh, that's what morality is. The gifts of the Holy Spirit help us to see what is a moral way of behaving and then to, to be, behave in that way rather than uh, succumbing to temptation to behave in an immoral way. We often understand the word immoral better than moral, um, but it, we, we want to live moral lives. And perhaps this is how we can understand this baptism with the Holy Spirit that Jesus promised his disciples and which the letter to the Hebrews uh, speaks of when it invites us to approach the sanctuary of heaven which has been opened for us by Christ's ascension with, we read in the letter to the Hebrews with our hearts sprinkled clean from sin sorry, sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed in pure water Surely that is what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is, to be sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, to be now, as we're living the life of the Spirit, which is to live uh, the life of a Christian. The evil events in Uvalde uh, seem to involve some of those traits that are often present in these situations, a broken family, poor parenting, a boy rejected, and whatever the moral culpability of those involved, and also, you know, however politicians are going to address this issue and how, whatever your thoughts are on it, and obviously any implementation needs the consent of the people, uh, whatever, you know, discussion is had there, what is clear is that this severe dysfunction that leads to such behavior is the work of the devil who desires the destruction of man. He desires our destruction because we are made in God's image. And that image is repulsive to the devil. Whereas he is not made in God's image and all his angels are not made in God's image. And they refused to, to serve when they heard that God would become a man and that the angels would have to be subject to a man. They should be our subjects and yet they seek to destroy us, these evil ones. We are temples of the Holy Spirit, and we malfunction 
when the evil spirit takes possession of our souls or when the Holy Spirit uh, is absent. You know, I'm reminded of that parable that our Lord spoke about, about how the house, house made clean, you know. Uh, all the evil spirits are, are cleansed out of this person and this, the person's soul is like that, that house where everything is made clean and in order. And the evil spirit returns and sees the house made so clean and then goes off and gets seven more devils and takes possession of that house and the state of that soul is worse than it was before. You know, when the Holy Spirit is absent, the devil moves in and he brings many evil spirits to take possession of that soul. If the Holy Spirit is absent from the soul or from an institution, if the Holy Spirit is absent from that institution or from a nation, where the Holy Spirit is not, the evil spirit uh, enters in. So as we gaze up to heaven where our hopes lie, let us trust in the Lord's promise that he will return, not to take away sin. I mean, that was the purpose of his first coming. We read that in the letters of the Hebrews. He's coming not to take away sin. That's the purpose. That's, that's, that was his mission on earth, his public ministry, his passion, death, resurrection and ascension. It's the mission of the church now to continue that work of taking away the sins of, of the world. Um, but when he comes again, those he finds in sin will be in sin for all eternity. Rather, we, he, is, he is coming to bring salvation to those who eagerly await him. And we want to pray that we'll be amongst those who are filled with the Holy Spirit, eagerly awaiting him. And of course we pray that the Holy Spirit will strengthen us so that we, we may be witnesses to others, so that all mankind may be amongst those uh, who are awaiting, eagerly awaiting the Lord, who are living the life of the Spirit. This irrepressible and joyful eagerness for the coming of Christ, uh, by which we seek to live that life of the Spirit, will be a clear fruit of that power from on high with which we are to be clothed by the Holy Spirit coming upon us.